Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's like he was just putting the pieces together for me in such a way that just was simple but powerful. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is God's truth right here. It wasn't always what I, what I wanted to hear, but I knew it was the truth, and I always wanted the truth. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach through this new book that I've got entitled, More Grace, More Favor. i tell you, this is powerful. These are some of the most important foundational truths in the gospel. I've been using this verse out of 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, where it says, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And the scripture also speaks of He gives more grace. So we all receive grace to a degree when you get born again, but you can receive more grace. Grace is not only unmerited favor, but it is everything that God has. But certainly it includes His favor, the blessing of God, and He gives more grace the more you humble yourself. And I've been, in a sense, redefining humility some people see humility as being low self-esteem, having an a unworthy attitude and stuff. That's not true. You know, Moses over in, in Numbers chapter 12, he was criticized by his sister and brother, Miriam and Aaron, because he had an interracial marriage. He married an Ethiopian woman, which was a black woman, and of course he was like that middle... Uh, Eastern complexion. So there was an interracial marriage. They criticized him over it, and Moses responded uh, to it. God struck Miriam with leprosy for criticizing Moses over this marriage. So that's quite a biblical statement about interracial marriage right there. But anyway, in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, it says, Now Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth. That is an amazing statement. Moses is the person who saw the glory of God, his face shone. He spent so much time in the presence of God that his face literally radiated, reflected the glory of God. He spent 80 days with God without food or water, which is humanly impossible. He heard the audible voice of God. He saw the 10 plagues. He saw the waters part, the Red Sea. This man was one of the greatest men used in the Old Testament, and it also said he was the meekest man on the face of the earth. There's a direct relationship between his humility and the grace, the power of God that was manifest in his life. I tell you, that is important. And yet today, most people have not really been raised in a godly system. These verses that I just read, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Most people don't humble themselves under the hand of the Lord. Our world system is into self-promotion, doing things on your own. And one of the things that I've been defining this week is that humility isn't just having this low opinion of yourself. Actually, that's not humility, that's pride. When God says that you are the righteousness of God, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but then you come back and say, oh, no, I can't do it. You know what that is? That's pride. You are exalting your opinion about yourself and what you can do above what God says about you. 
TRUE HUMILITY ISN'T GOING ABOVE WHAT GOD SAYS ABOUT YOU, BUT IT'S ALSO NOT GOING BELOW WHAT GOD SAYS. IF GOD SAYS YOU CAN LAY HANDS ON THE SICK AND THEY SHALL RECOVER, AND YOU SAY, OH, I COULD NEVER DO THAT, YOU'RE IN PRIDE. YOU'VE EXALTED YOUR OPINION ABOVE GOD'S OPINION OF YOU. I KNOW THAT WHAT I'M SAYING IS JUST RATTLING SOME PEOPLE. LIKE, I'VE NEVER LOOKED AT IT THIS WAY, BUT THAT'S... THAT'S WHAT PRIDE IS. PRIDE IS EXALTING YOUR OWN OPINION, YOUR uh, ABILITIES ABOVE GOD. AND MOST PEOPLE, SEE, DON'T REALLY DEPEND UPON GOD. YOU CAN PROVE THAT BY HOW MUCH DO THEY PRAY. MOST PEOPLE ONLY PRAY WHEN THEIR BACK IS AGAINST THE WALL, WHEN THEY'VE REACHED THE END OF THEIR LIMITS, WHEN THEY CAN'T DO SOMETHING, THEN THEY CRY OUT TO GOD. BUT WHEN EVERYTHING'S GOOD, VERY FEW PEOPLE REALLY TURN TO THE LORD. YOU KNOW, THAT'S ONE OF THE THINGS THAT HAS REALLY HURT OUR NATION. THIS NATION WAS FOUNDED UPON GODLY PRINCIPLES BY GODLY MEN. CONTRARY TO WHAT YOU MAY BE HEARING PROTESTERS SAY, OUR FOUNDING FATHERS WERE VERY GODLY MEN. GOD ORDAINED THIS NATION. AND BECAUSE WE HUMBLED OURSELVES AND BECAME DEPENDENT UPON GOD, GOD HAS BLESSED THIS NATION LIKE NO OTHER NATION ON THE PLANET. BUT IN OUR PROSPERITY, MOST PEOPLE DON'T SEEK GOD. THEY WAIT UNTIL THERE'S A CRISIS, AND THEN ALL OF A SUDDEN THEY CAN FIND TIME TO TURN OFF THE TV AND TO FOCUS ON GOD AND TO GET SERIOUS WITH GOD. BUT WHEN THINGS ARE GOING GOOD, MOST PEOPLE DEPEND UPON THEMSELVES. THEY ONLY DEPEND UPON GOD WHEN IT COMES TO SOMETHING THAT'S BIGGER THAN THEM, AND THAT'S THE REASON THAT THEY GET INTO CRISIS. SEE, GOD'S KINGDOM DOESN'T FUNCTION THE WAY THAT THIS WORLD KINGDOM DOES. WE SHOULD GET TO WHERE WE ARE DEPENDENT UPON GOD FOR EVERYTHING. AS A MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU'D LOOK OVER IN EXODUS, MOSES WANTED TO SEE THE GLORY OF GOD. HE HAD ALREADY BEEN IN THE PRESENCE OF GOD. HE HAD HAD THE TEN COMMANDMENTS GIVEN TO HIM. HE HAD ALREADY DELIVERED THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL OUT OF BONDAGE. HE HAD ALREADY SEEN SO MANY GREAT THINGS, BUT HE JUST WANTED TO SEE THE GLORY OF GOD. AND GOD'S ANSWER TO HIM WAS, I WILL BE WITH YOU, AND I WILL GUIDE YOU IN MY WAYS. AND MOSES, HIS RESPONSE TO THAT WAS, IT WAS, I'M PARAPHRASING HERE, BUT HE BASICALLY SAID, WELL, GOD, I WAS TAKING THAT FOR GRANTED. IF YOU DON'T GO WITH US, I'M NOT MOVING. NOW, SEE, THAT'S A HUMBLE ATTITUDE. I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE A STEP. I'M NOT GOING TO DO ANYTHING UNTIL I HEAR FROM YOU. BUT MOST PEOPLE, OUR WORLD SYSTEM, KNOW IT'S YOU DO EVERYTHING ON YOUR OWN, AND YOU ONLY DEPEND UPON GOD WHEN IT'S SOMETHING BEYOND YOUR OWN ABILITY. I'VE ALREADY USED THIS VERSE, BUT IN uh, JEREMIAH CHAPTER 10, VERSE 23, he SAYS, O LORD, I KNOW THAT THE WAY OF MAN IS NOT IN HIMSELF. IT IS NOT IN MAN THAT WALKETH TO DIRECT HIS OWN STEPS. THAT'S THE ATTITUDE THAT YOU OUGHT TO HAVE, IS IT? LIKE SOLOMON, WHEN THE LORD GAVE HIM THE CHOICE OF WHAT DO YOU WANT? I'LL GIVE YOU ANYTHING YOU WANT. AND SOLOMON SAID, I'M LIKE A CHILD. I DON'T KNOW HOW TO GO OUT AND COME IN ON MY OWN. I NEED YOU TO GIVE ME WISDOM. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S A HUMBLE ATTITUDE. THOSE THAT CONSIDER THEMSELVES SELF-MADE MEN OR WOMEN AND I'M DOING THINGS MY WAY AND YOU ONLY TURN TO THE LORD WHEN YOU GET INTO TROUBLE. THAT'S THE REASON YOU GET INTO TROUBLE. IT'S BECAUSE YOU DID IT YOUR WAY. THERE'S A WAY THAT SEEMS RIGHT UNTO A MAN, BUT THE END THEREOF ARE THE WAYS OF DEATH. TRUE HUMILITY IS JUST BEING GOD-DEPENDENT. RECOGNIZING THAT, GOD, I'M LIKE A CHILD. I DON'T KNOW HOW TO COME IN OR GO OUT ON MY OWN. I NEED YOU TO GUIDE ME, TO DIRECT ME. I WANT TO ACKNOWLEDGE YOU IN ALL OF MY WAYS AND HAVE YOU DIRECT MY PATHS. SEE, THAT'S A HUMBLE ATTITUDE. AND THAT IS CONTRARY TO THE WAY THAT THIS WORLD SYSTEM OPERATES.
Let me read these verses to you out of Proverbs chapter 6, and in verse 16 it says, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. That's the first thing he lists. A proud look. God hates pride. He doesn't hate the people that have pride. He died for you and he wants to move in your life. But God hates pride. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Man, does that apply to us today? There's so many terrible things being done in our society, not the least of which is the murder of over 60 million unborn babies. And now they are even wanting to kill children that have been born and are outside of the womb and just let them die. God hates that. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Man, our society, there are people who are really committed to God and seeking God, but there's also an element of our society that I mean we let evil run unchecked, taking all limitations off, lawlessness, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Did you know we've got things going on in our world today, protests and things happening, and it's not just spontaneous. There are people that are planning this. Bricks don't just show up at where a protest is going to be that evening accidentally, pallets of bricks. It's planned. There are people that are sowing discord among the brethren. God hates it. God hates a proud look. You know, I've used this example uh, on the very first day, but let me just go back to some of the natural laws that we have. Electricity flows through copper much better than it flows through rubber or it flows through wood. You know, I'm a woodworker. I make all kinds of things out of wood and I enjoy working with wood and I just enjoy it. I'm not really into metal. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the equipment and stuff. And so if I was to build something, it would be easy for me to just use wood. But did you know that electricity won't flow through wood the same as it flows through copper? And just because I'm more familiar with wood and wood is cheaper than copper, if I was to wire a house, let's say that I was building a house and I just wanted to wire it all with wood and hook the wood up to the electricity, did you know the electricity won't flow through wood the same as it does through copper? Doesn't matter what I choose. There are laws that God established and electricity flows through copper much better than it flows through wood. So if I wire my house with nothing but wood and then I flip the switch to turn on the lights and the lights don't come on, why would I get mad at the electric company for not, you know, having things work when I didn't cooperate with the laws? See, in the natural, everybody understands exactly what I'm talking about. But then when it comes to spiritual things, there are people that are going completely contrary to this law that I've been talking about, that God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And they operate in pride. It may not be arrogance in the sense that they think they're better than everybody else, but they operate independent of God. They do things their own way, and they only turn to God when they get into trouble. That's pride. And then when something doesn't work, all of a sudden they get mad at God, like, God, why didn't you do something? I prayed, I asked for this, but 
God's power doesn't flow through a, a person who is doing it their own way, following their own directions. I tell you, we create most of the problems that we have. Now, we live in a fallen world, and even if you were to do everything right, we got other people who will cooperate with the devil. And so you will have problems uh, that you will have to confront, even if you aren't the source of that problem directly. But most of the problems that we have, we are the ones that created it because we did things our own way. We create the mess, and then we go to God and ask Him to solve it. And if we don't see it happen, we get mad at him. That's just like a person who wires their house with wood instead of with copper wiring. And then when the lights don't work, when the electricity doesn't flow, you're angry at God. You can't understand why he didn't answer your prayers. There are laws that govern the kingdom of God the same way there are physical laws that govern this natural world that he created. And I'm telling you that one of the ways that you see the power of God operate is through humility. That is a powerful statement. If you aren't operating in, in humility, then you're operating under this curse of pride. Let me read some scriptures to you here. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. I'd imagine that every single person watching this program desires honor. You would like for people to respect you and honor you, and you would like to have people appreciate what you're doing and honor the contributions that you've made. But in God's kingdom, before honor is humility. It doesn't matter if you've done something, and even if it was good, if you did it for your own credit, to get your own glory, it's not going to work. The Lord says, my glory I will not share with another. If you are self-promoting and seeking to get the acclaim of people for yourself, then you aren't operating in God's kingdom. Before honor is humility. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will lift you up. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Man, I, you know, there was a guy, I'm not going to call his name, but he was very well known, a minister, and he fell. He fell big time. And I mean, he's just a fraction of what he used to be. And when he fell on, on a Sunday morning, he came on his program and he admitted it and confronted, and he was trying to explain it. And anyway, in the process of him talking about what had happened, he was listing all of the things he had accomplished, that he had reached more people on television than any other minister of his day, that he, and he just listed all of these things. And he even said this. He says, I've, he says, I reached more people than Jesus ever reached. Man, what a statement. And in the process of describing all of this, he says, I thought I could do anything. And the moment he did that, this verse came to my mind, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And I said, that's the reason that this man who loves God and God has used him, and there's a lot of people that have been touched. This is the reason that he fell because he got independent of God. He got to thinking, look what I have done. I have reached more people than Jesus ever reached. I guarantee you that attitude, the moment you see somebody operate like that, I can guarantee you a fall 
is coming. You have to remain humble before God. And this is one of the things, I don't know how many of you remember, but I've got a teaching out entitled, Don't Limit God. And probably the second most important encounter I've ever had with the Lord as far as the ministry growing and and accomplishing things happened on January the 31st, 2002. And the Lord spoke to me from Psalm 78, 41. It says in their hearts, they turned back and they limited the Holy One of Israel. And God spoke to me and said, you're limiting what I can do through you. And it was through pride. And one of the things that I was limiting was because I had experienced all of this stuff that we're talking about. I knew that people, more people have been destroyed by prosperity than they have ever been destroyed by hardship. Some people may disagree with that, but that is an actual statement. And I was thinking specifically about David, that David, as long as he was having to run for his life and Saul was out to kill him at any moment, man, David just sought the Lord and he operated in a powerful way of humility. But when he became king and he was so prosperous, it says Second uh, Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, that at the time when kings go forth to battle, David was the king. He should have been out fighting battles, but he was so prosperous, and this was a relatively small skirmish that he just sent Joab out to do his business. And David was bored. He had reached his goals, and it says he got up off of his bed at eventide. In other words, when other people were going to sleep, he was just waking up. That means he had been sleeping during the day. He was bored, and he was operating independent, and that's when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. That's when he wound up killing her husband. And I've seen through that that more people are destroyed by prosperity. When everything is going good, people tend not to recognize their dependence upon God. And they get into pride and they get lifted up with pride and pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So one of the ways that I was limiting God, I was afraid of the ministry really growing and becoming large and touching lots of people because I I was afraid that I'd get lifted up with pride. And you know what? God told me that that was actually pride. I knew God wanted me to have a large ministry and reach people all over the world, but I was afraid that it would affect things, and so I wasn't doing what God was leading. He was giving me opportunities that I wasn't taking because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, resist the temptations of pride and some of these things. And finally, the Lord spoke to me and He says, "I've spent thirty something years. I think at that time it was um, thirty-four years." preparing you for this. And he says, you need to trust me. And I had to step out and trust God. And I'm telling you, since that time, it is phenomenal what God has done in my life and in my ministry. And it's and it's because I had to humble myself. I had to quit thinking the way that this world thinks. And so people come for prayer and uh, they ask for all of these things, finances, healing or whatever. And yet many of them are operating in this world system of pride. They aren't dependent upon God. They're doing things their own way, but then they want the results that godly living produces. And I'm telling you, God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. When we become dependent upon God and humble ourselves before God, that's one of the best things 
that you can do. And and yet people like, say, for instance, when it comes to finances, the Scripture says, Oh, no man, anything. And yet the average Christian doesn't let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. They just want something. They want it now, and people are willing to extend credit to you because on credit, you will pay two or three times what the actual price of that thing is. And so, man, they'll give you credit because they're going to make buku amount of money off of you, and it's so easy to get credit. And so Christians just ignore what God says. They overextend themselves, and then something like a pandemic happens, then you don't have any reserves because you are just living uh, off of monthly payments and stuff, and you are in debt up to your eyeballs. And something happens, and you can't make it. Then you come running to the Lord, and, oh, God, please, uh, you know, do something. They've ignored all of the instructions of the Lord, and but they want the benefits. See, that's not how the kingdom works. You have to humble yourself. And humbling here is just talking about you need to exalt God's opinion above your opinion. You need to exalt God's ways above what the world is saying. How does the world say? Well, the world says get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on your can. That's not what God's system says. God's system says don't owe people anything that you need to give, that when you give is when you get it back, you sow, you reap, and stuff. It's completely contrary to this world system, and yet people are constantly operating outside of God's system. Look at this. Did you know that Lucifer, his original sin was pride? Look at these verses here. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High. Did you know Lucifer's sin wasn't hating God, it was envying God. He wanted the glory that was reserved for God alone. It was pride. It was self-exaltation. He tried to exalt himself, and because of it, he was cast down to hell. Did you know that the original transgression against God was pride? And then this same thing just passed right on down to Adam and Eve. Lucifer came to them and says, "'Has God said?' No, the reason he doesn't want you to eat of this fruit is because he doesn't want you to reach your full potential. He's holding you back. And did you know it was their self-promotion? They felt like they were missing out on something. They were missing out on a lot of sickness, disease, hatred, strife, jealousy, hurt, pain, on and on. They missed a lot by following God. But when they exalted their own wisdom and thought that I know more than God does and, and you know, God is trying to hold me back. You know what that was? That was pride. That was them promoting their own opinion, leaning under their own understanding. And that's the origin of all of our sin. Man, I've got a lot more to share about this, but I'm out of time today. We will continue it on our program tomorrow. Let me remind you that I've got a new book on this entitled More Grace more favor. And I've got not only the book, but CDs, DVDs. And then if you get any of these materials for a gift of any amount, you can also ask for this free gift of self-centeredness, the source of all grief. This is like the Cliff Notes version of this whole teaching. Listen to our announcer and please call or write today. 
Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer. You can request the Self-Centeredness, the Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. If you haven't yet partnered with us, I'd like to encourage you to pray about it. And then if the Lord says so, join with us because we are taking the gospel not only through television, but we have 8,000 students going through Karis Bible College with over 8,000 graduates. We're pumping out over 200,000 free hours of material on our website, and we're just reaching all around the world. We couldn't do it without partners. So join with us and become a partner with us today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I'd like to give you a special invitation to join me on September the 24th through the 26th for our Identity in Christ Conference. I'm going to have Pastor Dwayne Sheriff with me. He's one of my great friends. He's on my board of directors. He is one of the most powerful ministers that I know. And both of us, it is this truth about who we are in Christ, a revelation of what I call spirit, soul, and body that has changed our lives. And we are just going to take both of our teachings, both of our revelations, what God has done in our life, and just pour it into you for these three days. Remember, it's September the 24th through the 26th at our Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, our Identity in Christ Conference. Have you checked out the Inside Story yet? It's a great way for you to get an inside look of what is happening at Adjuwamak Ministries. With years of interviews, there's a lot to get excited about. Check out this month's featured story today, only at awmi.net. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study, five days a week. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net. 
I'D LIKE TO ENCOURAGE ALL OF YOU WHO CLAIM TO REALLY HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD TO GET OUT AND VOTE IN THESE UPCOMING ELECTIONS. I'M AMAZED THAT THERE WERE OVER 25 MILLION CHRISTIANS REGISTERED TO VOTE WHO DID NOT VOTE IN THE LAST ELECTION CYCLE. I TELL YOU, THAT'S SIN. THAT'S WRONG. WE HAVE NOT ONLY THE PRIVILEGE, BUT A RESPONSIBILITY TO VOTE. SO I'D JUST LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO TAKE YOUR CHRISTIAN RESPONSIBILITY TO VOTE SERIOUSLY. GET OUT AND VOTE FOR RIGHTEOUSNESS THIS ELECTION.